Hello, welcome to Britpop Banter. My name's Kevin. And I'm Leslie. How you doing? Good, thanks. Worked from home today. You look well rested. Oh, I thought it was nice. I did quite a bit of admin. Not oh. good at admin. No? No. I pile it up and pile it up and pile it up and then I do it. <laughs> don't understand people. Why doesn't joke. that surprise me? It's not me. Um, it's not for me. What's your inbox like? Is it, <laughs> is it, how many do you... Oh, I went through that today. So how many emails do you have in your inbox? Right, right now I've got 79. That would alarm me. Well, it was 420 earlier, so... 420? Jings. Well, you're a HR professional. I've started putting things in folders. Why is that an alien sort of concept <laughs> <Weird>. to you? <laughs> so that's helpful. Uh-huh. Um, it's good. It's good. And then I delete ones that don't look of interest. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, this is episode 40. 40. 40. Gomez, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring this on. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, we're at Britpop Banter, and you can email us at BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Probably the ask I would say, we haven't talked about this, is probably to get some suggestions around what we do next. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't know if that's their choice. (laughs) They can can give us suggestions, surely. Well, they can. It's like what you do at work. Yeah, of course, we'd love your input. Um, so look, <laughs> gee whiz. No, no, we genuinely, mm-hmm. I do. But anyway, we're wrapping up the season. Obviously, still quite a bit to go left. But what do you want us to do next, right? And be conscious, we're not, we don't have amples of time. So, um, yeah, send us your suggestions. What do you want us to cover next? I'd just love to hear what some of the ideas are. Oh, it's going to be nonsense. It's not going to be nonsense. It's better than what we've come up with so far. Can you do a podcast on jazz, please? No. <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, can you do a, a full Boo Radley's episode or Divine Comedy? No. None of those? No. I no. would refuse point blank. Uh, all views expressed in this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. We appreciate Gomez. What an album this is. We do appreciate Gomez. So nice. Such a good album. Last week, Park Life. Well received, I have to say. Yes. What do you think? Um, because we were honest. Yeah, I think so. Not a lot of people came at us. No, for, because for... it was. I feel like it was balanced, and that's the thing. I don't know. We didn't blow its trumpet. It, we, it's up there because it's of its time, and we like some tracks on it. But there's a few iffy tracks. There's a few there. iffy tracks, and, yeah. we're, and we called that out. Yeah, few people agree. Yeah, agree. Some people think it should be higher. Well, uh, tough. <laughs> is this your mood today? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, combative. Yeah. Gee whiz. All right. Let's get into some of the. Um, Oh, I was about to say some of the actions. Oh, turn off work mode, Kev. Actions? Yeah. Gross. Oh, no. Um, homework. So, did you see my vote about Noel Gallagher? Uh, yeah, I was a bit annoyed by that. You're okay. always upset with my, my votes. Because you lie. What do you mean I lie? You, well, you really exaggerate. Because you're making it out like I hate his new stuff. I don't hate it. It's just not... Strong dislike. Not even strong dislike. I just don't understand why he's doing it. And two, I prefer Liam's at the moment. So. So I used to. 
You kind of just basically misrepresented I... my view. What did I... To feel like I should... I mean, I could sue you for that, if I'm honest. <laughs> but I won't. I would present the evidence of the last couple of podcasts where you have not been complimentary. And I didn't say you hated it. I just said not for you. That was it. You, you said, No, I said, you said something quite exaggerated. And I was like that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who won anyway? <laughs> I did. Not by much. That's because you... Yes. Mis, mis, misrepresentation. Oh, oh, wait. So What was the end result? I didn't see. 56%. Wow. Yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I did call that back. <laughs> That's true. 50, only 56%. So really, his new sound has literally split everyone in half. Yeah, well... But I'm a, I'm dead excited. I'm like really. But I'm so excited to hear the album, like I real as in because I'm interested. Hmm. Whether I'm bopping about, I'm not sure. I am. Even I his... don't mind Black Star dancing. What was the other one? Uh oh God! A, there was a second one, and then there's uh, the ones that people are in arms around us. My new flower or new flower. I've not heard that. Oh, people don't like that. I do. I like it. Well, I like it. I don't know. It depends. I don't, I can't tell at the moment. But I, I, someone told us on Twitter... Can you pause that, it or listen to it now? Okay. All right, quick listen. Didn't, Evil Flower. Didn't mind that one. It's the one in the middle I don't like. Okay, all right. Okay. That sounded actually not bad because it's not weird and dancey. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm digging it. I'm all in. I'm three, three, four, three. You like that middle thing? Yeah, yeah, I did. I liked it. I'm all, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Can't wait for his new stuff. And I won the vote, so... Just... By telling lies. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, if that's how you want to win and that's your moral fibre, that's interesting. It's good to know. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I did my homework. I finally listened to your Motown playlist. Did you listen to the right one, though? Because I had a little look. I was on Spotify on my computer today. What do you mean? I did. I've got it here. I can show you my listening mm-hmm. history as well. I was like, why is he listening to a Motown playlist that I didn't Motown make? by Leslie. Why am I listening to Motown 50? What's Motown 50? Another playlist. No, I listened to yours. That's the only one I've got. I was like, what a loser. I take the time to make one and yet he makes, listens to one that... No, no, I listened to yours. A lot today. Don't ever... I, was, I don't mm. know where... Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to know what I thought? Yeah. It was rubbish. Just kidding. It, wasn't. it was lovely. It was really nice. How really? good is Motown? It's lovely, actually. And it was just hit after hit after hit after hit. Um, Otis Redding. Wow. Every time he came on, I was like, this is this is nice. I liked it. Yeah. Really, not, I've been quite stressed at work. And so you put on a bit of Motown while you're doing your old emails. So happy. It's very soothing. It's very soulful. You can feel the emotion coming through as well. It's, it's, it's actually really, really enjoyable. I got a couple of compliments from my playlist. Did you? Yeah. Lovely. That's really nice. Um, so if you want Leslie's... Uh, Motown playlist mm-hmm. It's out there Yeah have we, have we tweeted it? No Yeah Oh we have Okay it's out there Go and have a listen Really really nice um, I also listened To Back for Lashes So you asked me to listen to Laura Daniel Laura or Daniel Both I listened to Laura <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of that I listened to Laura which was really nice. And then I listened to the Mark Knight remix, which is banging. Banging. Banging tune. Daniel next week, please. Oh, better. More bloody homework. Da, 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 da. But yeah, really, really nice. Um, I enjoyed that. 
Very gorgeous. Bet you like the Mark Knight remix bit. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was like, I could I mix that. Did you have a listen to, uh, did you see the um, album cover for that? For the, the song Laura? And it's Bat for Lashes in, I can't remember her name, sorry, but she's... Natasha. Natasha. She's naked. And she's got a naked man on her shoulders. So she's carrying him. But he's leaned over covering all her bits. It's very artistic. Oh. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, cool. Uh, I have a, I've, I've got a few emails from Stuart Tipper. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this, right? We talked about Ocean Colour Scene, which has got quite a bit of uh, people talking. Uh, and he said they used to do a challenge in, in his store where they used to try and name artists over a certain age that produced their best works, right? So artists over 30 is the first category, right? So can you name, just anyone, an artist over the age of 30 who you think produced their best work over the age of 30? It's, it's tricky, I'll put you on the spot. Paul Weller. Bang! All right, that's the one. So I did the same thing. He called it out, he went, Paul Weller. But some would disagree that the jam was Paul Weller's best work. Well, they're just, that's nonsense. So. Okay, cool. Next. Anyone else? Over 30. She's been a guilty pleasure. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow is one. Her debut album came when she was 31. Me. I've done my best work over there. <laughs> In all aspects of my life, if I'm quite honest. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, do, you want, do you want to know some others? Um, yeah. Okay. Blondie. Blondie. Debut album when she was 31. She's got a new book out. It's apparently full on. Raunchy. But like just, yeah, hectic. Oh, okay. So I read a review of it yesterday. I want to read that. But <laughs> she's had some life. Okay. I saw a four. She still looks stunning. Looks great. Um, Andrea, Andrea Bicelli, who we've also talked about as well. But you didn't see that coming. <laughs> Jesus, every time. Uh, Leonard Cohen. Was he over 30 when he first... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Peaches. Peaches. Yep, okay. Now... Next challenge. Name an artist over the age of 40. 40? Mm-hmm. There's only one I could find. <laughs> Probably some clown that won one of those. Yeah, keep going, keep um, going, keep going. T- chart shows, like uh, talent shows. Yeah, you're on the money. Susan Boyle! Yeah, well done! You jeez. Oh, Legend, well done. That's the only person I could think of, and you got it. Well done. Anyway, if anyone else has uh, anyone else you can think of, it's good. Yeah, you like that game? I like that game. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, Shall we get into the challenge around REM? Oh, no, yeah. Sent to us by Andy. (laughs) 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 Do you want to talk us through this? Yeah, good. You you kick us off. So I think this We've got another challenge as well. What? We've got another challenge lined up straight after this. What's my thoughts on this one? Am I going to have a meltdown? No, I think you'll like this one. Okay. So, so the next, okay, you could go. This challenge came out of the fact that I happened to make the com- comment that that you hate REM. No, no. See again, misrepresentation. <laughs> but I feel that they are overrated. Okay. Stand by that. Spoiler. Um. But doesn't mean I don't like them. Okay. They just always get put in that bracket of like amazing, mm-hmm, and I'm like mm-hmm. that. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then so somebody was like that, oh, I can't believe you don't like R.E.M. And I went, well, it's not that I don't like them. Just, just think they're overrated. Okay. So then we got this challenge. Yep. So then these tracks are ones that are not necessarily the famous ones. Um... No, I didn't recognise any of these. Which was a pity. (laughs) (laughs) It's Andy's and Chris Hart's breaking it. Right, okay, so um, go through the tracks, tell me what your thoughts are. Cool, I'll start. Radio Free Europe. Not a bad start, didn't mind this. And I thought, if this is is what's going to come, then I'm like, this is all right. Five out of ten. Quite a catchy beat, not a bad start to this playlist. Yeah. Good placement, very smart, six out of ten. That's what I thought. Yeah, well, I'm with you. So you give a six. Six? Ah, five. Okay. Seven Chinese Brother, Plinky and Whiny, four out of ten. <laughs> Good start, like the drums, the Horrible. singing, not so much, no. four out of ten. Yeah, same. What'd you give? Four. Drivery, I know this song. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. And, and I really like the song. And someone's covered it in an acoustic version. And I know that too, and I cannot remember. And I searched like a maniac for to who actually covered it. What was the challenge you you asked for last week? Tony DeBart. No one's no one's come at you yet for that. We need that. Yeah, come on, we need that. Yep. Okay. Tony DeBart. Yep. Um. So yeah, enjoy this track. Someone didn't cover it. I can't remember. I enjoy. It. I actually think it's a really well written song. Beautiful song. Seven out of ten. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, I really like it. Driver 8, is it me or all of these sounding the same? Not good. The band is good, but don't like the vocals. Perhaps R.E.M. should become a shoegaze band. Whoa. Uh, three out of ten. Didn't, three for that? Love didn't, Driver Didn't like it. Yeah. These days? <laughs> Not bad. Good tempo. Like, it goes a bit up, more upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, relatively enjoyable. Didn't mind it. Six and a half. Bit better. Vocals don't mind on this song. Band are excellent here. Drums are very, very good. Six out of ten. Oh, six and a half, yeah. Yep. Fall on me. Boring, boring, boring. Four out of ten. Oh, God. Okay, again, does seem to all feel the same, though. Yes. Four out of ten. Yeah. Oh, no, we're too aligned. We've been hanging out too much. Yep. yep. Uh, exhuming McMarthy. So well, Scottish. Yeah. I really didn't like this track. It's got that weird cheesy breakdown. What was that? I hated it. Three out of ten. Ooh, okay, hated the start, but once it gets going, it's okay. I did really like the last minute with the trumpets. Five out of ten. <laughs> you are every, you are the everything. Okay, they were quite plinky plonky. So again, really average. Plinky plonky noise. What does plinky plonky mean? You know, like you've used it a lot. I'll play that track to you, and I'll explain what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, not offensive, but a bit boring. There's just nothing different. Like, seriously, okay. if this is the best you can do in a challenge for me to try and like R.E.M., then I... Whoa. Oh. Sorry. Ouch. Because really, what does that tell me? Okay, okay. For it. Uh, didn't like it until two minute mark, then piano hits and it's a nice piece of music. Bit fiddly D, but okay, six out of ten. Yeah, plinky plonky, fiddly D. Oh, is that what that yeah, means? Yeah. All right, okay, cool. Okay, yep. Uh, um, get up. Yep. Absolutely... Awful. <laughs> Two out of ten. Wow. Okay. Um, don't like this. It's okay. However, the shouts of get up in the background are really annoying. Four out of ten. Me and Honey. Not bad. Not great. But average. Not offensive like the other one. Um, 
there were parts of it I enjoyed, and then I was like, oh, it had potential. Okay. Score? Four and a half out of ten. Uh, best song so far, I like the female vocals, which is Kate Pearson. Decent. Wouldn't skip this. A lot of love on YouTube. I don't get it, but a huge fan base. I'll tell you what, did you read some of the comments on YouTube? They People love R.E.M. Okay, next, Crush with, crush with Eyeliner. Oh, it's okay. The chorus makes it better, but then it goes back to being boring. Yep. Boring. Oh, and then boring. Got it. Score? Four. Cool video of this. All Japanese members of the band rather than R.E.M. themselves. I like this. Another no skipper. Six and a half. So fast, so numb. Sounds the same as the last one. Four out of ten. Like this song. Decent and didn't want to skip. Best song so far. Makes me want to listen to the album, which was New Adventures in Hi-Fi. I listened to the album. Didn't like it. Seven and a half out of ten. Oh, you really like that I one? I like that I song. it was really boring. No, I like that. Electrolyte. Last song. <laughs> Do you know what I wrote? Electrolyte is absolute shite. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the strings, open bracket, close bracket, four out of ten. Nice piece of music. The violin aspect is great. It's yep. a really nice song, actually. Seven out of ten. Four. four out of ten. Yeah. Wow, you've been brutal in this. Uh, average score. Four point six six, so four point seven. So four and a half, really. Mine's is five and a half. Could round it up to five if I'd really had to. So what this challenge showed me mm-hmm. is that I was absolutely bang on with the fact that REM are average and overrated. Tell me I'm wrong. Go on. Be honest. Yeah, Hashtag not... convictions. Yep. Are REM, after you've done this, overrated? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How a band can write a song like Me and Honey... Is the same band that writes Losing My Religion is beyond oh, me. Oh, I totally agree. Beyond me. Yep, yep. Um, Best of band. At a push. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I doesn't... I actually rated the Boo Radleys better than R.E.M. Oh, no, that would be... That's nonsense. I wouldn't mind... These songs... You give these guys a four and a half. Yeah, oh, but they're not... I don't mind. That could be on in the back. I could be working... Working from home. Yeah. And someone in the background. No worries. Yeah. So the whole point of the challenge was that they've just... They're an average band. I don't dislike them. I don't hate them. The Boo Radleys, though, it's like like nails down a blackboard. Okay. Got it. Right. Let's do it. Thank you for the challenge and all the effort (laughs) that went into it. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we do. I, genuinely, I know we're being harsh. I do actually like. The I challenges. love the challenges. The challenges are the best part. And um, so, thank you so much, Andy, for putting that together. Thanks, Andy. I'm sorry, Andy. Chris. Sorry, just, Andy. Just no, nah, no, nah, not not for us. Right, next week, Isabel, Titanium Girl, Beach Boys. I'm all right with this. Okay. I'm all right. Um, so yeah, we've got a Beach Boys challenge. I've got the Pet Sounds album on CD downstairs. Do you? I do. I don't think I've ever... I mean, I re- I've looked at the playlist and I recognise some of the songs, but, um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm all for it. So, if you... So, we've got Beach Boys next. We don't have one after that. If you want to stick a challenge to us, do it. Yeah. All right? Cool. Song of the week? Song of the week! Song of the week! Song of the week! I love this one. This is really, really good. Love it. Um, the band Wayne Young... And the song is called The Others. It's taken from the new album, Reasons to Dream. So, wenyoungband.com and at wenyoungband from Ireland. 
And they're actually on a big UK... And you can tell. <laughs> they're actually on tour in the UK going through October and November. Go to the website and get all the dates. There's, there's stacks of them. Um, same as you. This song is Amazing. top. And we've been getting really good feedback about our songs. And oh, this is just phenomenal. This is a really great one. Enjoy. All right. Thank you.
Awesome. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Into your segment. Good evening. Oh. Welcome to homework. <laughs> you, need, you need a name for this, this segment, Leslie. Um, what can it be called? You have a little think. Not now. Just off the top of my tongue, what can it be? Um, don't know. Um, Great. Who no, do we what have? What did we call it before? Friendly Fires mm-hmm. and The National. Okay. Now, now then. I appreciate The National are American. Yes. The reason I just wanted to talk about them is I've been excited about the release of this album. And so I do want to talk about it because um, I've been a fan for a few years. Yeah, okay. So then I thought it's worth talking about. It falls in the same thing. So mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. Friendly Fires first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're English band from St Albans. Um, self-titled album was released in 2008, which is weird because I didn't actually think it would there have been around that long. Same as you. Same. I totally agree. They were shortlisted for the Mercury Music Prize in 2009. Oh. They lost out to Speech to Bell's Speech Therapy. Love to say that I knew that album, but I don't. <laughs> um, this is their third studio album. Okay. Um, How different is it? How different is it? So, where do you want me to start? Shall I kick off with some reviews? Yes, please. Be good. Thank you, Kevin. Um, enemy, this is harsh. Two, and a, two out of five? After eight years away, the St Albans trio play it safe with a comeback album that seems designed to exist as montage music for ITV2 adverts. Oh. The problem with the new album, Inflorescent, is that it's even harder to love any of these songs. This is not a massive departure from their tried and tested sound. They are similar grooves, recognisable melody lines, and Ed McFarlane's exuberant personality looms larger than ever. But after eight years and a comeback tour that was announced almost two years ago, years ago, the crawl to new music has been gruelling. The goodwill and excitement seems to have faded. The tropical fruit punch has gone flat and the pool's gone a bit cold. Ouch. Okay, all right. Pitch four. Yeah, oh, right. Seven out of ten. Oh, okay. Perhaps because so much time has passed, it feels like a seamless progression. They sound lighter and more fleet-footed and no less... Diverse than before So But better I mean the rest of the review is a bit rubbish But um, 2 out of 5, 7 out of 10 Yeah, yeah, okay Enemies a bit harsh So I'll kick it off Good tracks Can't Wait Forever, Heaven Let Me In Sleep Talking, Offline, Lack of Love And the last track Run the Wild Flowers is awesome mm-hmm. Bad tracks Really didn't like Kiss and Rewind. Mm-hmm. And the rest are actually okay. That's the only real bad track. Okay. This is a hard one to judge because it's weird. Because it's not really indie, but it's not really house. It's not really dance. So I don't even know what it is. What yeah. I do know is that it's just, it's actually quite fun. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah. Is it musical genius? Is it the same as a bat for lashes or the musical prowess of a Dave or all the other things that we've spoken about? No. But if you put it on, it's, it's good fun. Okay. I'm, I've enjoyed it and I've listened to it in some different situations. I listened to it at work, in the car, the whole thing. And still, don't mind it. Okay. Seven out of ten. Okay. All right. Same as you. First listen. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we've been so heavily entrenched in Britpop and indie yeah. that 
dance music has sort of fallen to the to the backside for me a little bit. And so when I heard this, I'm like, whoa, what is this? This is catchy and melodic and, and it's just, it feels like classic cheesy house, right? But then you fall into the problem, which you just said, which I'm glad. Do you rate it as an indie album, right? Or do you rate it as a dance album? If you rate it solely as a dance album... Oh, no. It's, it's not one good. Out of ten. It's not good, right? Why? So you you went one out of ten. Why is this not a good dance album? Because it just goes in and it's not because it, it doesn't have. It's not a dance album. If it's anything, it's a pop album. It's a pop album. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So if if you looked at it with that lens and you went, okay, I'll I'll put it in the dance category. For example, it's not got really any build ups or breakdowns. It's cliched. Or, yeah. Like it feels like. The effects and the loops and the sound, they feel dated. I've heard them all before. Um, it's not got a really good layout of a dance album. You know, there are dance albums out there that we can talk to that are just... They're like a, a perfect Britpop album in the way that they're structured. Yeah, this is just end-to-end. End. You can put the tracks in any order. It doesn't really matter, right? Um, so I had this whole thing. I'm like, I like this album, but it's not, to, to your point, there's nothing special from an indie perspective. There's, you know, and then from the flip side, it's not a great dance album. So how do you rate it? So I started off at an eight because my first listen, I went, oh my God, this is fantastic. Love it. Thank you, Leslie. This is great. Second listen, maybe that track's not that great. Maybe that's a bit simple. Third listen, fourth listen. And it was an album I kept going back to, but every time I listened to it, I, I, I changed my mind on it. I went, oh, I like this. And then the next one would be like, are you just but like... But if you just rate it as an album, does se- it have to be in a category? Seven out of ten, Leslie. Bang on. Exactly. So, really good tracks. Can't wait forever. The intro's great. Heaven Let Me In. Silhouettes is excellent. Offline. Almost Midnight is brilliant. Love Like Waves. M- the meh category. Lack of Love. Cry Wolf. They're okay. Run the Wild Flowers is, is okay as well. It's not a bad oh, track. No, it. It's not a bad track. It's all okay. I can see why Enemy has an issue with it. I, I can actually see... I can see that. I can see that. But I will play that again. I think I would probably bang it. If I saw it come up in my Spotify Spotify recently played, I'd be like, oh yeah, whack that on. It was, yeah, it's good. It's good. I, my call it, I don't think it's going to age very well. No, no. I don't think it's going to age well at all. No. I think in 12 months' time, you're going to come back to this album and, and very quickly move on. Yeah. Right. Thank you for that, though. I actually really enjoyed yeah. it. Really tough time rating it. So the national, I am easy to find. So since from Cincinnati, Ohio, formed in nineteen ninety nine. Yep. So you know, five members of the band. This is their eighth studio album. Now I got into them probably five years ago or so with High Violet, which is an awesome album. Snatch um, the High Violet. And I remember me and you being in different countries messaging each other about that. And it's a great album. It's a great, it's album. A great album. And. Because of that, I've listened to them since, and I've really wanted to talk about it. So when they got this new album out, I was excited. Mm -hmm. And it's recently out, not that long. Um, Like reviews, Pitchfork, 7.6 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Here's a lot to marvel at on any national... There's a lot to marvel at on any national album. Mm -hmm. The regality, the musicianship, the compositional flourishes, the ornate displays of sublimated rage. The ex-Brooklynites are among the smallest handful of 2,000 bands... As in the year. To close out the tens with a higher stock than they entered with. Theirs is one of the richest dynamics in indie rock. Mm-hmm. But for all they're good at, every album has been first and foremost a litmus test on singer Matt Beringer 
to enjoy the national, you've got to enjoy him. That is so oh, bang on. Okay. And let's just remember that because mm-hmm. that's going to be part of my review. Okay. In the NME, four out of five. Okay. At a sprawling 16 tracks and 63 minutes long, the only thing I am easy to find suffers from is its sombre and pensive pace. Without the feral release that certain fans of Boxer or Alligator might long for, hell, even Sleepwell Beast had turtleneck so far so fast drags a little into no particular direction. And Hairpin turns dwell too much on atmosphere, but their record needs breathing space rather than bluster. After all, I'm easy to find is not a hit parade. It's not a background record. It's not something for cherry pick streaming. It's bigger than that. It's the national opening up their world to everyone, and you should probably join them. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. So back to what I said. You have to enjoy him. Yep. The relief in this album is the fact they have female vocalists. Yes. Relief. Yes. So I wanted to love this. I do not love this. Okay. But I do not hate it. Okay. Um, there are really good tracks on that. So You Had Your Soul With You is great. Oblivions with the female vocalist is really welcome. Like, mm. it's really welcome. Agreed. Hey Rosie, Where Is Her Head, Light Years, great tracks. Um, Roman Holiday is awful oh um, okay the pool of you and her father in the pool what was that uh yeah i've got those um it's so true you've got to really like his voice and you've got to be really into him and i found 16 tracks of it heavy going um but when they're good they're amazing so the tracks i called out i want to make a national the national playlist oh yeah okay oh that'd be gorgeous because they are yeah. a great band, yeah, yeah. really talented, and can write some amazing songs. Mm-hmm. This album as a whole, though, I don't think is their best work. Mm-hmm. And some of it I found a struggle. Okay. Six and a half out of ten. <sighs> All right, okay. I, again, I agree with you. I uh, don't like this anymore. Uh, I'm easy to find... But you're not an easy listen. No. Would be how I summarise that. Okay, so um, I actually enjoy the first four tracks to this album. Actually, the, so you've got You Had Your Soul, Quiet Light, Oblivions and Roman Holiday. I actually enjoy the first four tracks. <sighs> then it's a challenge. Yeah. Because it's way too long. 16 tracks of that tempo Over an hour. Is, is too much, too long. So my notes are, I remember hearing about The National for the first time and messaging you, as in Les, about High Violet. Like, that was my first, we just, I just fell in love with that album. But I really struggled with this album. I mean, it's gorgeous, but it's boring, and it's long at times. Not an easy listen, and it didn't fill me with happiness when I listened oh, to no, it. Oh, no, no. Um, some of the, sometimes the melodies are just gorgeous, and they hook you in, and it sounds beautiful when it's firing on all cylinders, you know, the vocals, the band, and the strings. However, I won't come back to this album. Five out of ten. This is a great band. This is a great band who make beautiful music. Yep. This album is not an easy listen at all. 16 tracks, too long. Some of the tracks don't hit. And um, not for me. It actually, it actually, yeah, such a shame. Such a shame. Same. And they're playing here. They're here, yeah. And because of this album, I won't 
Same. Go. I wouldn't go. Because they're going to play all of that, and then they'll only play a couple from High Violet, and they'll play a couple. So you'll Correct. pay a lot of money to go and see a few songs. and So, um, yeah. That's quite sad. All right, what we got? So this week, you have Kaiser Chiefs. Oh! The album Duck. Okay. Now, I really can't stand Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, So just okay. putting, just want to preface that. Couldn't stand them when they first came out. Ruby, 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 blah, 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 blah. Music for morons. Um, did I hate it? So I'll be interested to see if they've matured any. Okay, I like ducks. Okay. So got on a pancake album. with some hoisin sauce. No, don't you tell <laughs> <laughs> Part um, of the reason I went vegetarian is ducks. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, and this and the other album, Two Door Cinema Club. With the album False Alarm. Ooh, so you're, you're teeing them up. Teeing up. Good bands here. Good bands. All right, okay. First listen to Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, okay. That was a little bit of sign language there. Now, only one listen. <laughs> I may come back and be scaling. It's very likely. Okay, all right, okay, okay. Um, thank you. Did you. Do you know much about Two Door Cinema Club? Have you listened to them a lot or not? A bit, a bit. I couldn't name any of the. I could, Did you like Kaiser Chiefs early? Like, no, nah, no, yeah, no, no. But I wasn't there for Kaiser Chiefs, so I know they were massive. What was some? Oh, anyway. Ruby, 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 Ruby. So if I like this album, we're in trouble. I might like it. To okay, be honest, cool. I haven't listened to it. Yet. Guilty pleasures. Crowded House mm. with Woodface. I hate it when people are excited to know what I think about a guilty pleasure because it puts more pressure on me. Please share. <sighs> All right. Really enjoyed this. <laughs> so, Crowded House, because we're in Australia, they get hammered nonstop. You know they're actually Kiwi. They're Kiwi. I know they're Kiwi, but Australians nick them and claim That's them as their own. Yeah. Um, so they're absolutely massive here. If you put any of the old classic stations, you'll probably get a Crowded House out, uh, song every every sort of hour. Um, however, it's really weird when you listen to the album because there's some big hits. It's Only Natural, Fall at Your Feet, Weather With You. Oh. And what's funny is you've heard those hits a thousand times, but on an album listening to them, I don't know the coming because I don't know the album. And so when I hear them again, I go, oh, you know... It's, How good is Fall at Your Feet? Fall at Your Feet is gorgeous. It's only natural, it's great. Weather With You, which I must have heard so many times, it's just gorgeous. It's a great song. So, just, when they st- just brilliant, brilliant. But the other stuff, there's actually some other really good songs in here that I've never heard. So uh, Whisper and Moans, yep. I really enjoyed. Four Seasons in One Day, I really enjoyed. You've never heard that before? No. Shut up. No. You've never heard Four Seasons in One Day? No. No. Legitimately, you've never heard that song? I probably have, but never put two and two together. It's one of the most beautiful songs. Okay. Blood dries up like rain, like rain fills my cup. Four seasons in one day. I've been listening to that for years. Really? Yeah. All I Ask is lovely. I like that as well. Uh, In the meh category, two songs that are okay. Chocolate Cake. Yeah. Depending on my day, I like it or I don't like it. 
Uh, tall trees is okay, not okay, depending on what day. Um, I didn't like fame as an Italian plastic. Nah. Nah, they're, they're for me. I went, mm, nah, I can do without those. I enjoyed it. Now, I didn't enjoy it as much as Shakespeare's sister. Really? Because Shakespeare's sister came out of blue. Like, it's just, you know, it's just... Who expects Shakespeare's sister to no. be that good? No like, Even you did it. Crowded House, I expect to be good. Um, however, they both get the same rating because of the, the, the great songs on here. 7 out of 10. Same. 7 out of 10. Yay! I enjoyed that I loved one. going back to it. It was good. Really good, actually. My choice. What I'd like to do, and we haven't talked about this, is because we're running out of episodes, is we've got a whole bunch of guilt, guilty listeners from... Um, guilty listeners? Yeah, Bet we do. Bet we do. Guilty pleasures from listeners. Let's roll out the end of the season. Unless you've got any major ones still up your sleeve that you want to throw at me, let's get them. Let's get them done. Let's get through all the listeners. Yeah, let's do the listeners. I Perfect. think I've got one. Okay, I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. I got one to finish us off with. Gross. I love this album. I probably listen to it still once a year. Now we used to do um, DJ sets together. And I would want to play this song. So dance, dance, dance act, electronic act. I want to play this song, and you hated this song. You hated it, and so I could never play it. It's going to be hellish then. Give you a, it's a dance song with a banjo. With a banjo. Mm-hmm. Dance song with a mm-hmm. banjo. Banjo. It sounds crap. <laughs> No wonder. The band is called The... I'm glad you haven't looked at the Google Drive because it's on there. The band is The Grid. Oh! <laughs> swamp Thing. Yeah. It's so shit. <laughs> yeah. The album oh. is called Evolver. And it has a song on there. Now, I'm not the biggest... I, I don't dislike Swamp Thing. I actually find it really, really funny. And when I would drop it, it's quite fun to, to see people's reactions. But what, then walk out? It's got, it's got a song called Roller Coaster on it, which I remember buying on cassette that I absolutely loved. The Grid Swamp Thing. Something different. Ten songs only, and it's, it's there for you to listen to. Last Can't wait. Okay. I give you Crowded House, you give me Swamp the- Thing. <laughs> I give you The Grid. <laughs> Put one liners. Put one liners. It's a bit of junk. No, 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 but too few standout moments to be considered A-list Britpop, best of the rest though. Oh, I think my point is valid. <laughs> Matthew, Dad Rock, a couple of okay singles. Tam, anthem makers, and you can't think of TGI Friday without hearing Riverboat song. Mm-hmm. Isha, the day they got it so bad on the Riverboat song. Andrew, we were having a great relationship during the MS period, then slowly we drifted apart and went our separate ways. But I hope... They are happy. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? It's actually how I feel. Because <laughs> it's true. Okay. I had a great relationship during Mosley Song and then just went off you a bit, didn't I? Just left. Just walked out. Don't want to keep in touch. Oh. I don't think I don't. 
you know. One of these days we'll do a deep dive and I'll make you listen to them all. I don't want to keep in touch. Just delete my number. (laughs) (laughs) Move on. (laughs) Hope you're happy though. I'm the same, Andrew. Okay, all right. Okay. Ian, diet Paul Weller. He likes the old soft drink analogy, He loves the diets, yeah. Alex, couple of classics, but generally nothing. So, funny story about Ian. He didn't... So he's like listening to the podcast... He never knew that Hurricane Number One had said that, right? So remember how I told you he said Diet Oasis, then Hurricane Number One said, "Who do you hire to haunt a house or whatever the hell it was?" Poor Ian never saw it, and he goes, "Oh, there are tweets, they're um, invite only or whatever. They're locked." And I went, "Mate, you've been blocked." So he was blocked. Brilliant. Hurricane Number One blocked him. <laughs> Not us though. Still friends. Alex, couple of classics, but generally nothing to get fired up or passionate about in terms of music or personality. Oh, God. So true. Nick, their B-Sides album is better than a lot of bands' actual albums. Yay, something positive. Thank you. Shaney, their brilliant 1990 to 1992 period was better than anything, everything that came after. Mm. Michael, a legend of a guitar player, too many slow songs, but a lot better than most, deserve more respect. Yay, I agree. Chris Chapman, Britpop, your mum would approve of. That's so true. A cup of tea, a little bit of ocean colour scene. What do you think? Can you I'll get out the good biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we get into this week's album? You got anything else? Uh, no. Okay, let's get into Gomez. Bring it on. What do you think the um, thought process of people will be around Gomez? Because where, where do they sit in the old? Rip pop indie list type. Talk me through what you mean. Because they're not, they're very different to a lot of the other bands. And this is, the, we are now in the heady heights. So, you know, people are going to be questioning whether they deserve to be there. And I doubt anyone would have guessed. No. I feel like some of the albums that we talk about next or have done that people would have guessed. Yeah, okay. They would have known that Park Life would have been there or thereabouts. Yeah. They probably would have known Paul Weller would have been because we've been talking about them for a while. Ocean colour scene, yep. This? We haven't mentioned Gomez before. I'm not sure. I think that probably came out of left field for people. Okay. Positive though. Like no one went, oh, I can't believe you're talking about Gomez. Yeah, they're rubbish. Especially following Park Life. But we've actually had some nice comments around that. Uh, I think you're bang on with this style. I think that's a good call out in terms of the, the, the type of music they play. How would you describe it? not typical Britpop is it really no. and it doesn't it kind of sometimes falls in the indie bracket but also it's very folky bluesy bluesy folky a little bit of indie I think it's because of his voice takes it away oh. because it's so different yeah yeah I agree it's I so totally different. agree and we'll, we'll talk about it yeah. in the tracks um, so the album cover do you know the story behind the album cover no. so it's a painting and you can sort of like it's pretty iconic there's a guy in the forefront with his hand over his sort of face by British artist Reggie Pedro. He did most of Gomez's singles and album covers. So there's this theme they always used. Um, and you can tell because... Yeah. yeah. You can, it's sort of abstract art. It's very good. Um, he actually... Reggie won Best Illustrator within the Music Industry Award in 2000. He passed away in 2007. He was only 35. Oh dear. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Um... So yeah, there's, 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 if you want to go have a look at his artwork, there's, there's quite a few websites out there that have it, and they're, they're really, really great stuff. Um, the album was released on 13th of April 1998, 
This is Gomez's debut album. What followed it was Liquid Skin in 1999. The label was Hut, which was a subsidiary of Virgin. Gomez produced this album themselves, which is pretty cool. Uh, 54 minutes and uh, it got to number 11 in the charts. And it was there for, in the top 100, for 78 weeks. So quite a long time. Mm-hmm. You ready? 98 charts, Les. What's your feeling around 98 again? Is this a good year for you? Or the no, it's 97. 97. That's a genre Vintage. itself. Yeah. Vintage. Well, this is not. And I think you'll see that through the, uh, <laughs> the charts. At number 10, albums, Kylie Minogue by Kylie Minogue. Oh, dear. It's got this weird sort of cover. What did that? What, do you know what that song was? Like was any song from that album? Let me late see. Nineties. Well, now you're going to see the rest of the chart. So just have a quick look at the bottom. Number ten. Okay. No idea. Number nine, "Left of the Middle" by Natalie and Bruglia. I'm a right, I'm torn. Uh, "Fresco" by M People. Number eight. Number seven, "Urban Hymns" by The Verve. Wow. Number six, "In My Life" by George Martin. Uh, number five, Ray of Light by Madonna, which we've talked about yep. and covered. Four, Life Through a Lens by Robbie. I'm not, I'm not. Let's talk about Love by Celine Dion. <laughs> She's in again. She's always in there. Number two, the Titanic soundtrack. <laughs> so Celine Dion would probably be two and three because hers was the... Oh my God. What other songs are in that apart from My Heart Will Go On? What, on a... Why couldn't she just take turns getting off the plank of wood? Or yeah, nonsense. There was plenty of space on that. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. Because you could have actually lain on top of the person for a while and swapped. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't... It was a big plank of wood. Take turns, in and out of the water, you both would have made it. I don't understand it. Wouldn't have made the movie, though. Did you go to the cinema to see that? Aye. So did I. Were you happy with it? It's like three hours long, wasn't it? I don't really remember. And I was young. Um, 98 Yeah, 17 <clears throat> 18 mm-hmm. Yeah I mean, I've never watched it again No, I can't I'm not going to sit through that again Number one James The best of I can This is a year before The Millionaires album Which I we can deal with covered. the best of Alright, singles Number ten Here's where the story ends By Tintin Out With Shelley Nelson he- where the story ends I used to love that Number 9 No 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 by Destiny's Child I don't know that one no. 8 oh, Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden Beautiful song I wanna stand with you in a mountain I wanna lay with you in the sea I wanna Stay right here forever Until the sky falls down over me And I want to live What a honest to God Number seven, Stop by the Spice Girls No What do you mean no? You're just not singing it Stop, Stop right now Thank you for- I would see them live No Six, Let Me Entertain You by Robbie Just go Every night Honestly I've had this before If I could do I should do The top 10 songs Of My initial Flurry Into um, Nightclubs Because seriously There are songs That I just remember When I started going out And it was Shania Twain Let me entertain you All this crap And I'd be like that Really? That's where we're at Can I get another Blue Wicked please? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
number five, I Get Lonely by Janet Jackson. Don't know that one. Number four, All I Want Is You, 911. I don't know, I met them. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Three, Sash with La Primavera. Oh, jeez. La Primavera, I don't know that. Number two, My Heart Will Go On, Celine Dion. (laughs) And number one, though, a banger, It's Like That by Run DMC versus. Yeah! That. I've. Okay. So I I bought that on single. Uh, yeah, so, funny story about this. I came to Australia, and we stayed in Coogee in a hostel. So there's like 30 of us all... You love Coogee. Yeah, best friends with Coogee. Oh, I like Coogee now, right? Remember when you wouldn't come see me in Coogee, even though I'd come 12,000 miles, and you couldn't come to Coogee? No. 12,000 miles. I know. We couldn't We fought many a time about this. To Coogee. But now you understand why, though. Not really. Yes, you do. Not really. Yeah, you do. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way... But I would if there was somebody that tri- like travelled 12,000 miles. Yeah, we're not going back because we argued quite badly about this at the time. But, so anyway, a mutual friend of ours, Steve, before he left, recorded a, a DJ mix. And he's like, here, Kev, take this on your travels. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. So anyway, the group that we were with had like a, a, CD, a CD player and a cassette boombox type thing. And we were on the beach and playing football and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, why is tape on? And they went, and I was like, oh, this, well, this is really good, this is really good. And I was like, yeah, I did that. So thank you, Steve. <laughs> Although it wasn't the best mix, there was gaps between t- uh, tracks and the beat mixing was off. But, you know, I stole it. Good com- icebreaker. I think we're all beginning to see Kevin's moral fabric. <laughs> he steals and he lies. <laughs> and won't travel to see his best friend. So I hope everybody thinks it's me with my convictions, but... He's a slippery fella. <laughs> right. Shall we get into the, the actual album? Yes. So let's talk about Gomez, right? So Gomez formed in 96. They're from Southport, comprising of Ian Ball on vocals and guitar, Paul Blackburn on bass, Tom Gray on vocals, Ben Orwell on vocals and guitars, and Ollie Peacock. Um, we've talked a little bit about their sound, when you actually search and you research them, people try and sort of describe their sound and you get everything from like Britpop, blues, alternative, folk music, you name it. Experimental even came up as well as someone trying to define them. Would you classify them as psychedelic? You could be psychedelic and listening to the Gomez album. Yeah, I don't think I would. Okay. All right. So how did they get the name Gomez? So the band played the first gig in 1996 in Leeds. The band left a sign out which read, Gomez, in here, for a friend of theirs whose name whose surname was Gomez to indicate that was where he should be going. People saw the sign and assumed that the band's name was Gomez. The name stuck. So they were interviewed around, who's this Gomez bloke, right? Tom explained, amazingly, he was South Indian. It was part of the mystery of the guy. He was an Indian guy called Gomez. He had a streak of white hair and he was narco- narcoleptic. What's narcoleptic? Uh, falling asleep. It is. Narcolepsy is a chronic, chronic neurological disorder of excessive daytime sleepiness. All people with narcolepsy have excessive drowsiness. The musician explained that Jason Gomez used to fall asleep all the time around the band members. Someone would ask, where's Jason? And they would find him under the table asleep. <laughs> he was like the mouse from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> He wasn't a close friend of mine, but he was a really interesting character. 
How cool is that? That must be the worst thing in the world. To just fall asleep at any... Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't imagine it would be too great. Um, but like having jet lag all the time. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, kind of interesting though, right? They leave a sign saying, Oi, we're in here. Bang, that's it. That's the name of your band. That's, that's just it sticks. Pretty incredible. That's good. Um, so Blackburn said, We had these demos and then it turned into a bit of a record company circus, which was overwhelming. One minute we were talking to a small label in Sheffield through our manager at the time, Stephen Fellows. And then someone he knew that he'd worked with had more contacts in the industry and they'd passed it around to other people. The next minute we were playing showcases to big companies like Island, Virgin and EMI. It started to become quite surreal. <laughs> so this, you've, you've seen a few bits in the, the media basically saying that record companies were basically signing up anyone and everything that had a guitar that sounded a bit Britpoppy. And so you had this cluster towards the end of the 90s of bands that, that didn't quite last. Gomez did. Um, so the band eventually signed with Hut Records, a subsidiary of Virgin, and became began recording what would become Bring It On. So, Mercury Prize time, Les. Did you buy this album because of the Mercury Prize Probably. Award? So, who did it beat? Oh, Kevin? I'm glad. Because, can we run through the albums? Yeah, run through them all. You go. I don't have them all. Oh, just, okay. Let me... just, there are two that stand out for okay. me. Okay. So... Decks and drums and rock and roll by the Propeller Heads. Let's pause for a second. How much did we love that album? Yeah, it's a great album. It's a great, great album. I still I listen. Forgot about that album actually. I'm going to put that on later. Oh, on Her Majesty's Street Secret Service. Oh, it's just bang on. What happened to them? Whatever happened to the Propeller Heads? I don't know why they weren't bigger after that album. I remember seeing it in, in the, the Virgin. I was just addicted to the... What got me was the album cover of the two of them walking away from the large explosion. Immediately wanted to listen to the album. Just from the album cover. Um, International Velvet by Catatonia. No. Why? Because it's not good. Why not? Because I don't like it. Why not? Because I don't like Catatonia. Okay. Life Through a Lens by Robbie. What the? <laughs> That's an outrage. I'll come back to the one that I know you want to talk about. Okay. Proverbs and Songs by John Sermon. That'll be the weird one. Rafi's Revenge by Asian Dub Foundation. I remember them. Yeah, I do remember those. Red Rice by Eliza Carthy. This is Hardcore by Pulp. Which you would say would be a close second, right? Two Pages by no. Four Hero. It would fit the bill for a Mercury Prize Award, that album. Um, Urban Hibs by The Verve. <sighs> and When I Was Born for the Seventh Time, Corner Shop. Yeah. The one that we're missing that you probably want to talk about is Mezzanine by Massive Attack. <laughs> what album? Talk that's, to me about that for a second, Al. That should have won. Why? So, because it's amazing. What's it got on it? Teardrop. Mm-hmm. And Ayrshire Creeps, Black like all those. Best album by Angel. Massive Attack? No. Well, oh. No. Blue Lines is. Okay. But this is, th- this album was life-changing for me. Oh, tell me why. Not because of any particular thing, but it was an album that was really dark and... Like it just, I, honestly, I've studied to that album. Like I was love Blue this Lines album. The album before it. No, two before. Okay. Because after that, you had the one that's got protection on it. Why have I forgotten its name? Okay. Um, 
which is also a good out, but it's a bit more, uh, let's, I don't know, Poppy. lightweight. This. Well, it's more like Blue Lines. Okay. This, though, is... Dark. But it's nothing like you'd ever heard before. Okay. And I think with the Mercury Music Prize, they normally, it's it's usually because it's something that pushes boundaries. Yeah. That would win. Yep. Now, Ver- Urban Hymns, again, is an amazing album and it would be up there. So, Bring It On pushes it does. boundaries as it well. It does. So, for me, the three potentials are Bring It On, Mezzanine, Urban Hymns. Um, I'm disappointed that Mezzanine didn't win because I actually think that that's it's a challenging album it's it's dark but it's amazing like it's amazing I listen to that loads oh so it doesn't fall in your unsympa- unfinished sympathy category where you don't listen to it on, on only once a year no I, no I listen to that album a lot Blue Lines but sometimes I decide whether I, listen, I just can't get bored of that song like I just it's the best song in the world so okay but mezzanine is. It it made me change my mind about a lot of music because when you think about when this came out, I was how old? 18? 17, 18. Right. It's pretty hectic for. versus what we'd been listening to. You know, like Hurricane Number One, Oasis, yeah, The Verve, yeah. Kylie Minogue, whatever other garbage I'd been listening to before, and then this. Mm. Wow. It's weird. You went down a whole trip hop. Kind of path. Oh, trip hop is my second favorite. And I, I, yeah, I, oh, I did. Incredible for this album because honestly, because then I went, then you just go full throttle, and you go into tricky, and you go into Porter's Head, and I just went down that hole. You did. I love it. I didn't. I, I stayed with sort of electronica and oh. Crystal Method, Daft Punk. You know the Chemical Bros. I doubled like deep dived onto those artists. I did that too. Like the Propeller Heads, they were like I banged Orbital. You know, like but I, went I think trip hop is such a amazing underrated genre. How? I'll make question. a playlist. How big is that genre? There are some like because you just named bands. me three, and I'd go, yeah, okay, cool. But outside of that, how big is that? I don't, I don't know. It's not huge. Okay, cool. But it's like I love that. I just love that kind of music. Okay. All right. So they won that. Obviously, and um, but tough competition. They got nominated for three Brit Awards as well in 1999. Um, they were asked specifically by Glide magazine, "What was going on in the music scene around you guys when you were getting together? Were you that different from everybody else?" Oh yeah, we were different to everyone else. There was nothing really quite like what we did. I think we still are. I don't think there are many bands like us. Really, we're not a rock band, indie band, jam band, and that's what's great about us. I think it's been a little bit of a struggle sometimes because people ask what kind of music we play and I don't know. But for us, what it's all about, not necessarily being pigeonholed because music can be anything. You can just make you can just make interesting music, you know. Which is a fair point, right? Yeah. On a similar vein, Go. I found an interview when they got asked about that. So it said, you won the Mercury Music Prize ahead of Massive Attack in the Verve. Was that ultimately responsible for the record reaching number 11 in the UK album chart mm-hmm. and selling nearly half a million copies Whoa! He, debut album they go on to say to a degree yeah but the first big thing that happened to us was when we first appeared on Later with Jules Holland do you remember that show? yeah yeah. that was when we were like oh it's lord it's too late though it's too late <laughs> I couldn't stay up that Jeez. late <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. people leaped onto it very quickly and then we had two sets at Glastonbury that year we played in a tent and the gig went so well that we were asked to fill a set on the main, sta- main stage after Beth Orton pulled out as yeah. well yeah 
So on a whim, we did a second set on the main stage at Glastonbury in the pouring rain and managed to cheer a lot of people up. That set off a bit of a fire, really, and in September we won the Mercury Music Prize. It was like a perfect storm. The word of mouth was out there and ready and everyone was excited about it and when it got this big stamp of approval it was like boom then the record was just flying out it was crazy um they were asked by drowned in sound back in 98 a lot of media coverage was kind of disbelieving that a group of young men from the north of england could come up with such an authentically bluesy sound what are your memories of the coverage and how did you and the band react at the time Yeah, I kind of enjoyed the disbelief. They almost thought it was a conspiracy. There must be some kind of Sven Galley behind us or something. It was quite laughable. I think the old media liked to own what was happening, to sense their own part in the narrative, and we couldn't have upset that more. I think it made a lot of people uncomfortable that they couldn't see us coming. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah? What's interesting, and I don't know how far you got into their career, but just how much... The media turned. Oh, there's there's a turning of Gomez. Yeah. Where they are, this is you know they're this sparkly object, and then as you read reviews later on in their career, they're they're pretty brutal. So let's just think about that. Because, I'm one of them. Oh what? Right. Let's just be honest. We're not going to an ocean colour scene yes, again, we are, are we? Fuck oh, away. Bring it on to an amazing album. It is. Liquid Skin's an okay album. That's it. That's what you got. I'm done. Yes. Right. Well, let me tell you through what happened. Okay. So let's let's. I'll talk about what happened next. What have you, have you got? Anything else on from an interview or on this yeah. album? Okay, go on this album. Yeah, I do. Go. So a couple of interesting things was um, they just so we got, they got interviewed about this particular record. It was 20 minutes with NME. It was 20 years. 20 minutes. 20 years since they'd released it, and they were like, "So what are the songs about?" Because you know, mm. they're a bit random. They said they were songs about running away, having nights out, going to Mexico, which makes sense because I was like, why is Tijuana Lady Tijuana. on the sub? Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. It was pure escapism. It was about a twenty. It was about twenty-year-old kids desperately trying to get out of their small-town mentality. Yeah. This is a funny story, um, and it's about whipping Piccadilly. So a lot of my friends have told me over the years that an old schoolmate of mine inspired the single Whipping Piccadilly. Is it possible we know the same person? And he goes, ha ha, no way. The story goes, we all went to see Beck at Manchester Academy in 1995 on the Odalie tour. Beck, what's your thoughts on Beck? Like some of his stuff? Yeah. Devil's Haircut, awesome song. Yeah. Beck was ruling the world at that point in time. He was just incredible. And that his... would have been the Odalie time frame, yeah. Yeah. And his band were the best band I'd ever seen. The person that was dressed in a suit looking like a lunatic in that song was Beck. And the other person was our mate who took the string out of the bottom of his coat and was literally whipping the floor of Piccadilly Station that night. He was completely on one that night. <laughs> <laughs> literally whipping Piccadilly. Literally that's whipping crazy. Piccadilly. And that's what that song's about. So okay. that's... Um, I don't know. That's that about that album. So let's talk about Liquid Skin for a bit, right? So um, it came out in 99. It went to number two. So number 11, number two. Leslie's Theory's correct. Second album always does better. You gave it a six and a half, Lil. Mm-hmm. I gave it a seven. So we're kind of on par, right? Um, it's more of the same. And it actually has the single, Bring It On. Um, it's more successful, but I, it's it's not as good. I think I agree with Les on the rating here, actually. Maybe, maybe even I've been too kind, and this should be a six out of ten. 
It does have the gorgeous We Haven't Turned Around. Uh, That's an amazing it's song. It's an amazing song. Um, Enemy still liked Gomez at this point. They gave 7 out of 10, right? Um, now, the writing... Sometimes I, I'm a bit critical at Enemy. This is fantastic. 2000 AD then, with three months to go, and despite scientists' best efforts, it looks like we won't be gliding around in hover cars, taking our food in pill form, nipping off to Mars for a summer break, or listening to Japanese techno for pleasure. No, in late 1999, that vision of the future still seems long way off because, let's face it, the past hasn't been completely recycled yet and everyone is so desperately frightened of inching that first step forward just in case because maybe they might look stupid. In short, in 1999, we have no one to take us there, no heroes, no villains, only blokes with guitars and bad haircuts and really quite nice songs that sound marvellous in huge Somerset fields and on the pub jukebox. Those we pinned our hopes and hearts on, Oasis, Blur, The Verve, have joyously disintegrated and now we're left with a vanilla smudge of adequate averageness. Stand up, Travis, Phonics and yes, Gomez. Make no mistake, Liquid Skin is a good album, the Americans will love it. Believe in Gomez if you must, but really what does that say about your life? What does that say about you? Still, last we heard, Mars is unbearably hot all year round. So, good segue. So when I was doing it, I always like to say, do they think we're part of Britpop? Do they think this? Do they think the next thing? When you look for Gomez, all it comes up with a lot of the time is they go into post-Britpop. Okay. So I was like, oh yeah, so okay, what's that? So then I found a couple articles and it said, were the years after the dizzy heights of Britpop a musical wasteland or were they actually full of great songs and LPs? What is Britpop exactly? Okay. The accepted high watermark of the genre that was known as Britpop was most probably the two nights that Oasis played at Nebworth in 96. That's where the supersonic de- documentary ends and it seems the glory days of the moment had peaked. Be Here Now, released a year later, was one of the biggest selling albums of all time, yet it never quite achieved the same critical acclaim as the previous two LPs. Blur had moved away from the jaunty pop of part life and The Great Escape and moved into darker areas. Other bands like Elastica failed to follow up the success of their earlier singles. Mm. So what happened in those post-Britpop years? Between the Oasis shows at Nebworth and the arrival of the first Strokes album in the summer of 2001, which I loved. Oh, I went to see I the Strokes on my 21st. Yeah. A friend of mine bought me a ticket and I went, and I went to see them in Edinburgh. That Then I went off in a different direction. But when Guitar Rock got a savage kick up the backside was all drab bands playing beige music. So... Radio X then continue. Here are the top albums of the post-Britpop period that have stood the test of time. Now, this is what they classify as post-Britpop, and I want to get your take on this. The Verve, Urban Hymns. Embrace, The Good Will Out. They classify Embrace as post-Britpop? Yep. You're wrong. Travis, The Man Who. I understand that, but you're wrong. You lost me at Embrace. Idle World, 100 Broken Windows. We've talked about that. Coldplay, Parachutes. Understand that. Star Sailor, Love Is Here. Got it. Love that album. Yeah, yeah. Gomez, Bring It On. To a point, yes. Catatonia, International Velvet. Away. And number nine, Stereophonics, Word Gets Around. So I thought, okay, there's some there that I go, well, they're actually what some people classify as Britpop. What's why they're mixing all that in. What's the actual definition on... Wikipedia and whatever else on post Britpop. Go on. 
From about 1997, as dissatisfaction grew from the concept of Cool Britannia and Britpop as a movement began to dissolve, emerging bands began to avoid the Britpop label while still producing women, women, producing <laughs> music really? derived from it. Bands that had enjoyed some success during the mid-90s but did not find major commercial success until the late 90s include the Vervin Radiohead. After the decline of Britpop, they began to gain more critical and popular attention. The Verve's album Urban Hymns was a worldwide hit and their commercial peak before they broke up in 99. Mm-hmm. Whereas Radiohead, although having achieved moderate recognition with the band, <laughs> moderate. moderate. Um, achieved near universal critical acclaim with the experimental third album OK Computer and its follow up Kid A and Amnesiac. Yes, okay. Um, and then it goes on and on. And then it says the culture and music scene in Scotland dubbed Cool Caledonia, boom, included Travis and the Supernaturals yes. and Idlewild. Yeah. And then in Wales, they had Catatonia so, mm. and Stereophonics. Okay. So Wales lose. <laughs> um, but I find it interesting, right? Because again, you can dig into this too much. Both Britpop, Britpop, Indie, blah. Mm. Like there are some albums there. This is why we've always find it hard to define. Oh yeah, big time. Because well, if you're saying it was between ninety three and ninety seven, well, that album was released in ninety seven. So how can it be post Britpop and what? Are, and so that's what I just. So I do think if you actually look at Gomez, they fall into that post Britpop. But yeah, again, they're different to a Star Sailor. I understand. I they're different to a Coldplay. They're different to a Keen, and they're different to whoever else I said. Yeah. Um, Embrace. Yeah. Oh. So where do you put them? Yep. Good point. I don't get the embrace at all. But don't to be it. to their point, if you just think because about, that was just the timing of the album. But but it is it because don't, I'm sure from memory, what came out in '98, so it's probably post bit Brit pop by four months or something. <laughs> but um, anyway. Okay, back into the albums, right? Mm. Abandoned shopping, shopping Trolley Hotline Oh dear Has to be the worst name of an album you've ever heard of, right? Well Oh, there's a thing for us Worst album name ever But anyway So it was a, a B-side collection uh, Released in 2000 It got to number 10 Gomez B-sides, number 10 Yeah <sighs> Look, I, I wasn't a fan of it But to get to number 10 with your B-sides is, You're doing um, something really well Um in Our Gun, 2002, that was the next album you can think of. Number eight in the UK. You ever listened to this? Briefly, but yeah, I don't. they don't hook me. Okay, all right. Enemy uh, give it seven out of ten, which is quite good. Tighter song structures, more varied sounds, richly layered production and subtle nods to deeper desires make In Our Gun, make our In Our Gun the most accessible Gomez album yet for casual fans. Gomez World remains an agreeable place to visit, but difficult to love with a passion. Oofed. Agree with that though, right? Yeah, 100%. Okay, thought you would. Uh, I wasn't a massive fan of this, to be honest. Um, there was a lot, of, a lot of talk around them doing more work with um, you know, synths and samplers and making it more electronic, and it does come through. It's just not great. Apparently this was an anti-war record as well, yeah, which right. I didn't pick up on either. Either did Enemy, apparently, as well. We got split the difference in 2004, number 35. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there all smug thinking. Bales are coming off now, aren't they? Pitchfork, 
5.7 out of 10. Where did they get the points? I had to start. Pitchfork. Uh, split the differences on Opportunity Missed with Gomez settling into a safe, well-worn ocean colour scene at a time. <laughs> oh, Kev, just face it. I saw that and I went, Les will love that. Just face it. In the, in the kind of irony us hack reviewers love, Split the Difference does anything but as the band merely courts and comforts the fish mourners rather than mediating a co- college campus version of the Camp David Accords. This was the album that they say that they, they wanted to rock out on, right? It does sound different. It is the rockiest I've heard Gomez, so it does, they are right. Um... It has a really good song, We Don't Know Where We're Going, which is actually quite Radiohead esque, which is which is really good. Not bad. Now, please tell me if you listen to this album, How We Operate, which is 2006. Okay. I have no idea how I had this on my radar. I'm not, not even sure how I've got it, but I've had it for ages, right? Yeah, right. It's okay. Let me read it out. Uh, Pop Matters. Uh, this is Matt. I'm, I've written this review five times trying to figure out why I'm the only critic I know who still likes Gomez. I honestly can't figure it out. The band is interested in every kind of music under the sun, weaving psychedelic rock and country and Britpop and skiffle and R&B and blues into its songs and has three intelligent and very different songwriters who riff on everything from politics to love to songwriting and alienation. And they haven't gotten the time of day since their debut won the Mercury Prize Award in '98. I have theories around why this has happened, but they're boring and wrong. I know a lot of fashionable and eminent writers who just think Gomez sucks, and on the other side of me, and it's and on the other side, it's just me and the truth. So when I say that this is really a great album, take it with a grain of salt, but know that I'm right and that everyone who disagrees is wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> Did a. Did I ra- write that? Yeah, yeah, it's a rave review of a Gomez record for me. Big surprise. It'd be nice if some of you would join in but I don't expect that to happen for a few years. When it does though, and everyone suddenly realize, realizes, holy shit, have they, been out there being, have they been out there this long being so great? Remember old Uncle, Uncle Matt from Pop Maddox. Great review. This is, all right, forget the rest. Literally forget the rest. Go from bring it on to how we operate. That's it. So that's my ask of everyone today is go and listen to this album and tell me that this isn't a good album. It is gorgeous absolutely gorgeous right goes back to the roots um it's got great songs like see the world how we operate homeo beach girl shaped love drug you would have maybe heard that that was a last top 100 single it went to number 66 right but i love this album it's gorgeous it's really nice okay i'll listen to it then thank you you've got some homework to do okay it's lovely. It's just, it's a really nice album. Like, See the World is gorgeous. Um, all right, A New Tide came out in 2009, got to number 63. Pop Matters, a different reviewer, reviewer gave it 8 out of 10. This is good. I like, actually, this was a nice album as well. And then the last one was Whatever's On Your Mind in 2011, number 65. Pitchfork gave it 2.7 out of 10. That's a pitchfork. <laughs> um, this is what they wrote. Of course, if whatever were merely an easygoing and utterly harmless platter of barbecue background music, big deal. They put one out every two years or so. I guess I never noticed it on previous records, but this album's lyrics reach a fascinating fulcrum where laziness can actually become an act of aggression. 
After about 10 minutes, you're locked into an extremely discomforting magnetism that goes beyond mere music. This is the rubbernecking world of smack DVDs and YouTube bum fights. Wow. I actually really like this. It's very poppy, but I really liked it as well. Right. They broke up in 2012. Oh. Quietly. There's not much on there. Like, when you actually go and try and find out why they broke up, there's, there's very little of it. Yeah. Like, there's no fights or between the band. It just They just went into to doing their own things. Ben Otwell released three solo albums. I haven't had the chance to listen to it. I really do, and I will listen to him. He's got Shapes and Shadows, Rattlebag, and A Man Apart. He does a lot of touring by himself as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they doing now? They're touring again. But yeah, they're... with Liquid Skin. They're touring Liquid Skin. Nah. Nah? Nah, I'm good with that as well. We saw them with Bring It On, and that was good. We saw Bring It On, so let's talk about it. And that, that was good. Bring It On was great. Really was good. Really Packed good. out Enmore, good crowd, good music. Brilliant. Hit after hit. Loved it. Really, really Don't good. Don't want to ruin that. That's my memory. Yeah. So so, so basically they've done um, little projects on the side, like I said, Ben doing his solo work, and then they've got back together to do the 20 Years um, Bring It On tour, and now they're just touring with the Liquid Skin album as well. They've got like a stack of dates in Australia. Like, night after night. Brilliant. Um, final piece I'll leave with um, Gomez, and this is uh, with Blackburn. Over 20 years since its initial formation, Gomez are one of the few bands of an era to have continued with their original lineup, with all five founding members still part of the band. We were friends before the band started, and it feels more like family than a work thing. You take the rough with the smooth. To be fair, they just sound like really nice guys. Yeah. Like Absolutely. in all the interviews, they just sound super lovely. Um, anything else before we get into singles and vids? Um, just feels like the Ocean Colour Scene episode. It's not the Ocean Colour Scene episode, because these are all good albums. Okay. Whereas in some of the Ocean Colour Scenes, not so great, <gasps> but some good songs in there. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Look, i got to be honest, out of a lot of these albums that we'll talk about, I love absolutely love this album. Had the poster of the album cover yeah, yeah, yeah. in my room. Yep, Reggie. Um, have seen them a few times, seen the park, saw them in Edinburgh, yep. saw them here. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to this album quite a bit. Yep. Some tracks from Liquid Skin, um, to be honest, hadn't really followed her career any further than that. Um, I just don't really have a bad word to say about this album, so I, I'm very happy it's in. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right, let's get into the singles. Seven to Eight Stone Wobble <laughs> was first released in April 1998. Um, number 44. Can you believe that? 44. The videos to... This is 1998. The videos to Gomez Music. Brilliant. Really good. Pretty awesome video. The guy is upside down. Like, upside down and everyone around him is basically normal so he brushes his teeth upside down goes buys a paper upside down um, goes to the pub upside down and then spliced with the band who are facing the right way and then at the end of the video it turns everyone around and Gomez are upside down just like the other bloke it's really cute really well done and they look so young in the video so young get myself arrested number 45 though uh, June 1998, they are playing in a lab. Oh, they're, they're a great video. They're playing in a lab while there are scientists around them, um, 
like doing tests on them mm-hmm. and playing with their equipment. It's it's really, really good. They're two for two with good videos. Whipping Piccadilly, number 35 in September 1998. The band are busking outside as the actor Toby Jones goes past. Do you know who Toby Jones is? You'd recognise his face. Um, being in everything, right? Now, my call out is to anyone who's a fan of the show or books, Wayward Pines. You would hate it, Liz. Yeah. You would literally hate everything about that. The show only lasted two seasons because it was unfairly cancelled, which is a shame. But anyone who... I'll t- happily talk to anyone who watched the show Wayward Pines. Come talk What's to me. What's about monsters? Yeah. No. I commented on Twitter to somebody today. I saw that. <laughs> when I start finding uh, movies about robots and monsters <laughs> and aliens, I'll, I'll make time for Quadrophenia. Unbelievable. <laughs> so anyway, he's in the video, he walks past them and he can't literally go into work because it escalators and it's about how he... Anyway, really clever. All the videos are really, really good and they're just so young and innocent. It's lovely. Shall we get into the tracks? Aye. Get Miles. First get track. Miles away. Get Miles. Great song. Great start. A great start. Really sets the scene. You know with the vocals what you're getting. Yes. Like, bang. Straight away. Um, nice build up into the breakdown you know what you're in vocally it really sets the tone the song is about escapism like, as you can sort of get his voice I love this city man but this city is like it just hits me. you like bang bang and the thing is as well like it's so different to what else had been out there because some of the other Britpoppy vocalists although good are you know relatively generic yep 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 yep, yep. and this is so different yeah. Like I even remember at the time thinking, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I love it. I really do like this. Um, it's a brave start. Very yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying, is you 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 know what you're getting, right? Um definitely playing this. Whipping Piccadilly. Amazing. That's probably the one that they're famous for, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great song. Love the effects on the song. It's really hard not to bop to this. Like the minute it comes on, you start you start bopping away. Um, it's that trip. It's all about the trip to Manchester to see Beck, which, which you talked about. Okay. Um, play it. Make no sound. It's a great song. Short, simple. But just great guitar. Like I love that the picking and then his yeah. voice. Like it's so simple, mm-hmm. but it's so good. It's a really simple. The lyrics are really simple so as well. The bit with the violins kick in sort of halfway through at the minute 45 is just absolutely stunning. So, so far, we're three for three. Agreed? Mm-hmm. All right, make no sound. All she sees is pain. stone wobble. I'm not a big fan. What? I'm with you. <laughs> I don't skip it or anything. No, I never. Not, no, 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 no skippers. No, oh, there's no skippers. But 
It's not one of my favourites. Good track. Don't know why they would release that as a single. Yeah, I agree with Don't you. Don't get actually. it. Yeah. I'm looking at this, I'm looking here at the track listing and I'm like that, really? Hmm. That's you trying to break in. Yeah, yeah. Why that? I would like to know why they thought that one would resonate. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'd be straight in. I know they released Whip and Piccadilly, but that would be my first single. Yeah, okay. okay. More accessible because his voice is very, you know, could be polarising. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd have gone straight in Whip and Piccadilly and then I will come to it but get myself arrested. But that's the two tracks I would have thought would have been more yeah, yeah. sense to be single. So there's a line in here about open heart surgery. Lots of thoughts around what this could potentially mean from opening your heart to someone, you know, for love, spilling your guts to a family member, or actually, actually physically having heart surgery. So, but you know, I do like the because I don't want nobody to know me, nobody to know. It is good, it is, uh, it's not a skipper, it is a good song. It's a good song. I agree with you, it's not a single choice. No, I don't, yeah. All right, we're not going to play it. Oh. But we like it. You play the next one. I am going to play the next one. Tijuana Lady. I love it. Tijuana Lady, where did you go? That's one of my favourites. The lovely drop at 50 seconds. Like the way this is like the build up. Beautiful. With the, uh, what would you call it? The might even be my favourite. Oh, really? It might be Da-da-da. my favourite. The last two I minutes. I think it is. Really? Yeah. The last two minutes are just... Just lovely. Just really, it's really so nice. unusual. It's, diff- it's so different. It's beautiful guitars, beautiful vocals. Yeah, I, I think this is a stunning song. I totally agree. Here it is. Here comes the breeze. Love it. Here comes the breeze. Go fill me up. You're playing that. Lovely song. It just makes you think about being on a beach relaxing. It's amazing. Really like the banjo. The bow, 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 bow. Love that. Really like that breakdown. It comes out of nowhere. It's another, it's another lovely, lovely song. Amazing. Are we going to get to a bad one? Maybe. Oh, that's a nod. Here comes the breeze. Love is better than a warm trombone. I think it's a beautiful song. What? Don't you? Really? Yeah. I, I, I've gone, good song, it's funky, nothing bad here. But you just, I don't know, it's just like... I didn't see that coming. Because it's different and it's, but it's a bit more, when I say beautiful, it's not because it's slow, but it's just, I don't know, makes me happy. Oh, I'm not playing it. Oh. Because literally I've got so... We're... And that's okay. But I just think it's a beautiful wee song. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Okay. Get Myself Arrested. (laughs) It's an amazing song. I mean, it's hard to even talk about it because who doesn't love this song? If there is somebody who doesn't love this song, tweet me. I dare you. (laughs) (laughs) The introduction just makes me so happy. It's a foot tapper. Um, I wear the same shoes as everyone. 
I get the same blues as everyone. This one always got me. So try and call me. I'm immobile man. Yes. I'm immobile man. Like immobile. I never knew that. What did you think it was? Yes, uh, I had no idea what it was. It just... I'm a mobile man. I didn't know it was immobile. I'm immobile. But I thought it was like, I'm a mobile. I actually thought it was the opposite, like I'm mobile. No, that's what I mean. It's, it's just, got a haircut, got a silver tooth, gonna get Amazing. myself arrested. Uh, definitely, definitely. Free to run. Good song. I think Ben's voice here is absolutely gorgeous. Amazing. Absolutely I just, stunning. I think it's hard. Both the vocalists, like both of them are tremendous. Yeah, like, they they're are. just great. I think this is hard because you come off the back of it's hard when you have an amazing song. Yeah. What do you put next? Oh yeah. Yep. And so I always think it's a little bit of a letdown. Okay. Good song, but it's gonna be hard to come beat with it. Lyrics are gorgeous. And I've been walking far too long. Mm-hmm. I can't do his voice, but it's just drag my feet like everyone. Oh, it's just, it is good. It is good. Again, to your point, I agree. It's still not skipping. Bubblegum years. Nah. No, 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 no. It's not like this song. No. Why? This is the worst song on the album. Nah. I can see why. I can, well, go on, talk to me about it. Because I just don't really... Like, it goes on. I don't really enjoy it. It kind of goes on a bit. In the bubblegum years. That whole... Ah, I love that. The chorus is brilliant. No. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed by that. But I'm going to play it. No. No. Because then I want... If you're going to play it, we need to play 78 Stone Mobile. Because it's better. Sure, Les. Sure. Oh, come here, it's not good. In the bubblegum year. Ree's wagon. Better. Nine minutes. Long. What's your thoughts on... We'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it. Do you think this should have been... My final hurrah? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I thought you would. What a song. This is my final hurrah. Yeah, I knew it. However, I don't know what they're doing with the next track. Happy with it, and I'm happy with the nine... A lot of people probably question me about the nine minutes. It's nine minutes, it's long, Kev. I'm all in for the nine minutes. I'm enjoying the nine minutes. I'm enjoying the, the journey. And I finished the album. No, no, no. I got the comeback to come in. Do you not like the comeback? Why bother? Oh no! You know what you could do? Move the, move the comeback in as a filler between other songs. I don't, I don't I don't I don't dislike it. I just don't know why it's there. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Or even even don't make it a separate track. Just put it as filler at the end of the nine minutes to ease you out. You still track. I don't I don't get it. So if you're listening, I want to know why you put that in in that spot. 
So yeah, I really like Reese Wagon. So let's definitely play that. Yeah. What, what do you think? Oh no, I really a great song. And I knew you were going to say that. I knew soon and it reminded me again because it's the first time I've really listened to the album knowing your criteria. It's like Echo Belly Dark Therapy all over again. 100% it is. Right, let's play it. And we'll play the comeback 44 seconds to take us out of the podcast. <laughs> what a great album. What a, what a hugely enjoyable, easy, lovely album. Totally deserving of the accolades. There's nothing bad to say nothing about bad, it. Nothing bad, totally different. All from I've what... got bad to say about it is I'm not a fan of bubblegum years, but even then I like it. So it's weird. There's nothing I go... Yeah. Okay. That's the first time that it's been... Song for song for song for song. Yeah, and all different. All different, and you've just come off Park Life, which is just polarising because of the tracks. All different, this not is the same. Solid, solid. All right, reviews. Jesus, one out of five. Yet another six week fad band from the enemy that's now in the enemy graveyard. This shuffling counterfeit retro bollocks hit it big in Mercury Prize week, so at least they got themselves a footnote. Jeez. Jeez. Garfield Acres, three and a half. Whatever happened to Gomez, they seem to have slipped off the musical map. The debut remains impressive, though. A very young band at the time, like Supergrass, where they express an impressive knowledge of a variety of musics here and still manage to make it approachable in uh, execution. The record does run out of ideas in places, and I'm not convinced in the merits of the nine-minute jam fest that is Rees Wagon. But no doubt this was a good band with lots of ideas. Braddle. Four out of five. The perfect post-Britpop band. Where the guiding principle is why restrict yourself to one style when you can do them all. Yet the record sounds fresh and inspired instead of clustered. Plus they have at least two great singers in the group. Which we talked about. They are fantastic vocalists. De Jong, 101. Five out of five. The best album Gomez put out. This album truly deserves more than... So they rank their albums in the best albums of 1998. Mm-hmm. This came in at number 168. It's a cool, laid-back, bluesy, chiller album. Vocals are amazing. I don't under- understand how anyone could dislike Same. this album. Please, if you like this, skip, skip, skip. Go to how uh, we operate. I'm going to do that. Really nice. That Beautiful, see the world. Oh, well. Beautiful song. Right, what did you give this album? Eight. Eight and a half. Ooh, better than I thought. Me. Eight and a half. Is that my highest to date? Yeah, yeah, we're there. We're now, we're now there. Eight and a half. Mm. Do I get higher than that? Jeez, this is scary. What do you think I give? Same. Eight and a half. <laughs> so now we're at the top end now. Eight and a half. Look at me handing that out willy nilly. Yeah. Gomez the Band on uh, GomezTheBand.com and on Twitter they're Gomez the Band like I said they're touring Australia and New Zealand through uh, November the Liquid Skill Skin album I'm really nervous about the next album I can't tell you how nervous I am I'm oh, nervous about dear. the next two the next album hashtag convictions you need to have them let's go with it because the thing is Bridget doesn't lie Liz doesn't so, lie well doesn't lie. at the point this is the point so, I'm going to try and comfort you here. Okay. I don't even know what's coming, but I'm not nervous. But um, You're not nervous? No, because okay. the whole thing, We've how many times have you said you were nervous? And they've been all right. 
and it doesn't even matter. At the end of the day, you rated the an album. Actually, I yeah, rated I forgot, past, I forgot past Park Life. We're all right. I still think this has been classified one of the best albums of the nineties period. Well, if right, I rated the album. You rated the album. You had your fiddly D carry on in the background with other parts of the rating. Yeah. If that's what it is, that's what it is. <laughs> like I don't like I feel so comfortable with that now. Okay. If it's in the chart, okay. then it's obviously a good album. Yeah. If people are gonna go, oh it should have been like, there are tons of people that think Hurricane number one should have been where it was. There are tons of people that'll go, Gomez, what are you going on about? Yeah, okay. There'll be people like, Who even is that band? Okay. So I'm like, well, I mean, I haven't heard what the album is yet. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Um, All right, you ready? Do you feel better? Does that make you feel that better? That's very comforting. Thank you. Right, good. So let's go for it. And what number are we at? Uh, this is... Great question. Number 11. Is this why you're nervous? Because ne- it's not, it's top not in the 10. top 10. This album is not in the top 10. And I reckon we're going to get one more. Anyway, it's, I'll tell you now, the really good thing is, there is this album is so hyped up. There is a massive camp of people who go who don't like it because it's so hyped up. So it's really interesting, right? But is it worth the hype? We well, clearly think, think so. So this is the first time we're talking about this band. This album. You mentioned this album earlier in the episode. This better not be Oasis. It's not Oasis. You're lucky. It's not Oasis. Because I actually did get nervous there. <laughs> the band is Radiohead. Oh, <gasps> Now there's only about? two albums that it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's either going to be the Benz mm-hmm. or it's going to be OK Computer. Mm-hmm. Is OK Computer Britpop? No. Is it the Benz? Is it what do we like better? Yeah, what do I like better? I like the Benz better. Okay. So, so your gut is going with. OK well, I'm hoping it's OK Computer if if the Benz is going to be in this. Is it OK Computer? Is that what's next? <laughs> it's okay, computer. Whoa! You can see why I'm nervous, right? Not really. So I okay, we'll, we'll cover it next episode. But this is this is a big album, big album of the time. They're all going to be big now. I can see why you're nervous about it not being in the top ten. Top ten albums of the nineties, Britpop indie. You would have it in there, right? Fine. But again, we go back to the point. You've rated it. I've rated it. This is the whole thing. That's how we feel. Alright, okay, we're done. <laughs> okay, computer, look at you. It's okay. Right, it's a lot to cover as well because it's heavily talked about album, which is really good it's from polarizing album. So. In general. You either love it or you hate it. And I didn't realise how many people hate it. Oh tons. Tons of people hate it. And how many people hate Radiohead? Yeah, which we're gonna get into because it's too big a career to talk about the whole whole time frame, but we will quickly delve into what happened after and probably where me and you lost contact with Radiohead. Yep. Where a lot of people probably yep. lost contact with Radiohead. Now, uh, so rounding out, Facebook, Twitter, Britpop Banter, email us at BritpopBanter at gmail.com. Ideas for season two. Let us know what they are. Chuck us at them. We'll put them up and see what we what we want to do. Les will ignore them apparently, yeah. but I really. No, I won't. Want, I, I will look at them. Yes, <laughs> I do. Please send no, them I to really me. Will. I really will. Of course, I, I will. Right, thank as you. As long for... as they're not silly. That was a good one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. Bye. Bye.